Hello there, and I am so thrilled to have you join us today. I'm Amber Griffiths, maker of Legends, and it is that time again. So grab your Legend pack, crank that speaker to 11, welcome to Legend. This is a get real, get loud with purpose podcast. And this is a series of conversations that we get to explore the dreams and the visions of individuals who know that their message and their story and their movement, it's all destined to create something greater than themselves. Each one of my guests has chosen to leap into entrepreneurship or into speaking. Every single one of them is owning their story, claiming their voice, and they're here to share some of that with you today. So today we get to speak with Anna Phoenix, and she is this smart money strategist. I'm so tickled to have her here. Anna, welcome, and thank you for coming to play. Thank you so much. I love that introduction. Um, yes, uh, we're just here to have fun and share. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. I When you and I first met and had a chance to talk, you shared a little bit of your story. And I thought, oh, my goodness, for all the, oh, I, won't, I can't get into that, but for all the people who have dealt with money and have money stories and have money blocks and even are really just rolling in it and loving the money, your story is so accessible and I think more people than we realize have come with it. So I want to give you an opportunity to share that in just a minute. But first things first, tell us who you are, what you do and who you serve. Yeah, so I'm Anna Felix. I'm a native Californian. I live in Central California. I always say it's the part of California no one actually comes to visit. They either go to Northern California or Southern California. I am a smart money strategist. What does that mean? That means that I help women strategize the best way to grow their money, whether they're at the beginning and just starting, whether they're at the end and figuring out what the amount of money that they've saved is going to give them in retirement. Is that going to be enough? And if it isn't, we strategize ways to make sure that it does. So I serve entrepreneurs, business owners, um, women that just want to level up and do better, understand more, and be a resource for others um, and encouraging them to let's be more comfortable with our money. I think way too often, and I know this because for the first five years of my business, I'm like, if I don't look at my numbers, I don't have to be, I don't have to own them, I don't have to claim them. And it's not because it's bad, it was just, what if I really dare to dream really big? Right. And if I look at those numbers, that helps me understand what really big looks like. And it did, it took me a few years to really get Comfy with that. I had been taught kind of that money was not something we talked about. You know, we'd rather talk about sex than talk about money. So <laughs> I love that more women specifically yes. have opportunities to get really comfy with let's talk about money. Let's talk about because I maintain that good people do great things with money. So let's all go make a million dollars and change the world. Yes. So, with that in mind, I know that you work with a lot of women and as a woman working with women, I have to applaud that you're in the money business anyway. The financial, I mean, just, I love that. Tell us a little bit how, I mean, so many of the entrepreneurs that I talked to, they launched their businesses because they had been banging their head against the corporate wall and going, okay, I, there's got to be more, there's got to be more than this, or they couldn't figure out how to keep doing what they wanted to do, but they want, and they wanted to do it in a different way. They wanted to build their own 
legacy versus somebody else's. How did you get started in this? What is that? Tell us that story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's a story, all right. And, it, and it's really funny because, you know, I'm empowering women about money today. And the moment in my life when I felt the most unempowered was when I realized that I needed to change that and I needed to do something different. But it, it happened because I became a widow, essentially. Um, we had had a very severe car accident in 2005. And I had a husband and daughter with severe brain injuries. And for five years, that was my focus was figuring out, you know, how to care for them. I, I often say you get sent home from the hospital and nobody gives you that manual of what you're supposed to do. And so it was just a ton of research and a ton of expenditure of money because all of the things that we chose to do, like we're not covered by insurance. And, and so at the time though, you don't make that financial decision, right? It's just like, you know, this is my daughter, this is her future. We've got, we've got to give her everything that we can moving forward. And so mm -hmm. You're just in that whole thing. And then five years later, I just felt like I was in this fight of my life. And then we didn't realize that medicine that my husband was taking for his brain injury was affecting his heart. And so when he passed away at the end of 2010, I felt defeated on so many levels, right? Like it just, fortunately, my daughter had made a great recovery and was doing really well. But it was just like all of this came crashing down on me, like this fight that I had fought so hard was over with regards to him. And now I had all of this debt and all of these things to figure out. And on top of that, fortunately, I wasn't that oblivious woman where like, you know, I don't know how to make the mortgage and, and all of those type of things, because that happens sometimes. That's a reality. But I was really going to have to start over at age 42. And I didn't have the, the notion of what I should be doing with my money. What was the best way for me to just move forward? And so I guess I naively thought that I would just find an advisor that I could meet with and they would answer my questions and I would at least get put on the right path. And I met with several that just they didn't really make me feel like they cared that much. They were just kind of there perfunctly doing what they do. Um, and the theme that I kept hearing was, you don't need to understand this. You don't need to understand this because I had questions and, you know, and remember I'm the person that went and did all the research and figured all the stuff that I needed to do with other areas of my life. So that wouldn't change with the whole money thing. But the last advisor that I met with, he, I mean, at the time, I thought he was the biggest jerk. And now I realize that it was a great gift that he gave me. But he literally said to me, and Amber, this is what he said. He said, you know, Anna, I don't have time to answer your questions. And quite frankly, you don't need to know this stuff. You just need to marry a rich guy. And I was like, what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let that just sink in to those of you listening. Because again, there, when you think that all genders are equal. <laughs> There's this little part because, and it's not just men, there are men, women, and everywhere in between. This is how we were raised. This is how we culture and rental, whatever it is. This is the world we lived in. So this is how we think and that, which leads us to say stuff like that out loud. So <laughs> now I've given you all a chance to get the vomit out of your mouth. Anna, please continue on after this man gave yeah. you this terrible, wonderful gift. 
Yeah. And, and like I said, I don't even know, you know, what my face look. I remember the whole time just thinking, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. You know, I got to get out of here. Like, you know, and so I did, I, I said, you know what, this appointment is over and, and I left and it was literally walking back to my car that it dawned on me that had I had good information, I could have had an amazing appointment with myself, right? Just shown concern, explain things along the way. And so it was like, I've got to get that information. Like I've got to do that. And I think a ton of people could use this. I mean, there's got to be more women than me that are feeling like this. And so that was just my first, like my initial, that was the download for me. And then you know, in the weeks and months to come, I realized, yes, there were a lot of women and, and yeah, there was a subset of divorcees and, and widows that I call women in transition, but there was a ton of other women that when I would bring it up to them or share my experience and they would be like, oh yeah, like, you know, my husband and I go to our financial advisor and he never looks me in the face. Like, you know, I ask a question and he looks at my husband and addresses him and and what he doesn't even realize is that we go home, I make the final decision, and then my husband calls him up in the morning and says, this is what we're going to do. And that advisor thinks that it's my husband all along, and often it's me that's making that decision. And so I was just hearing all these things, and I thought, wow, they're just, we really got to change things in 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 this environment. And so that seed got planted, and it took me about three years to get into the industry from that, but that's where my research started. And I just started looking and learning and putting pieces together. And I'm so grateful that some really instrumental people came into my life and started showing me, well, these are the things that can be done. And this is what you could do. And these are options. And, and then I found that they weren't things that the typical advisor was talking about. And so I was like, wow, I really got to bring this message. And so it became more than me getting into this industry. It became more about just, I needed to empower other people. And I didn't want another woman to feel as I had in that moment. And so it was like, I've got to start having these conversations and helping women. And so I say that that's what I did. I turned my pain into my purpose. And today I get to do that. I get to empower women with great information and they just walk away feeling confident. Oh, well, for those of you who are just listening and not watching this, you ought to see her face right now. She's like, yeah, I get to do this. <laughs> yes. You can tell when someone has their purpose and their passion at the forefront of everything they're doing. And I think part of that is it just is so beyond rewarding. It goes, it, you know, expands beyond opportunity and revenue and all those things when you're like, I created that light. I was a part of this adventure for them. I, it, I, I love entrepreneurship, honestly. Um, I, oh, there's so many different things that I want to ask you about, and it's just going to go down too many, too many rabbit holes. Um, I work with a pile of women who, a pile, a series of incredible women who are very similar in that these women who in their it's usually the 40 plus more often so it's 50 plus um that just haven't had to haven't they weren't raised to ask those questions and they haven't had a need for it uh i spoke with a woman a couple of weeks ago in fact i need to make sure i connect the two of you um she works with those who are as 
post-divorce and go well pre and during and post-divorce because there's some of those questions were like we're doing other things it's not because we didn't want to know about the money or because we didn't have the interest or the the ability to understand it or that we thought we married a rich guy so we're fine but we were doing our like it's a division of labor right one spouse does this and another spouse does this and so even though there's conversations about it the deeper understanding isn't always shared and she's that 65 year old woman who are like well i can balance a check i have any idea where the money is going beside that other than that or where it's coming from or what all these different things so i'm i love that you're out there serving people in that way and i think one of the, the things that really connected me to you is because I am a huge believer in doing things your own way. I have an issue with authority. It's part of why I'm an entrepreneur and I don't want to do things anybody else's way. I will look around and figure out, see what everybody else is doing. And I will do things my way. It's what branding is all about. And one of the first questions I had asked you was like, so what kind of products do you sell? Like, is this investment? You're like, oh, no, 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 Amber. That's not what we do here. (laughs) That's not smart money. That's, you know, you can have financial advisors that can sell one you know, product line or another. But what you do is so custom and so individualized. I think it's just magnificent. I just think it's beautiful. How do you, how are you finding these women? I mean, at this point, they're probably coming to you off the street going, oh my gosh, there's somebody who knows that I can, can talk to me about money in a way that makes sense. And well, where I- are you finding these women? Yeah, well, you know, and it's just it's it's how, you know, we got introduced by someone that that said you got to reach out to Amber. And so it's just been since the very beginning, I've just been really conscious about connecting with women like in my local community. And then it's grown from there um, because it is such a different experience. And I and I've met with women along the way that were severely just so stressed out about their money and when you unpack that for them and they now feel empowered believe me they shout it off the rooftops right and those women that i worked with in the beginning were the ones that were just you got to talk to this person you got to talk to that person and it's pretty amazing and one of the reasons i love working with women is that once you help them then they are like, oh, I got to tell this person. I got to tell that person. I've got to, you know, I had one gal that was like, could you come to my daughter's junior high and just talk about, you know, we're having career day. And can you just come and and talk about money in general? And I was like, absolutely. And so, you know, we had the faculty and the principal and other people, you know, it just, because we get so excited about things that we understand and that are maybe Mm -hmm. different and refreshing from what we've always heard. Like, you know, it's, it's okay to ask questions. It's okay yeah. to not know, right? Like I always had yeah. that feeling like, I've got to know, like if I'm a business owner, I'm an, you know, I'm an entrepreneur in my business, I got to know all the things, right? And so it's hard to be vulnerable and that, you know, I don't know if I know the best thing. And so if there's someone that I can talk to, that's going to be like, yeah, here's, you know, here's the facts, here's the information, read this book. And, and help them come up about it themselves. As you said, like, you know, up until when I started learning different things, in my mind, the only way to grow money for your future retirement was like using a 401k. I didn't know right. that there was anything else. <laughs> right, right. So, I know you, you have special packages for like friends and 
relationships, you know, like daughters of veterans and yeah. sons of veterans. So I know there's other things other than here's a traditional way of doing things. I mean, right. if anything that 2020s and plus has taught us is there's a new way to do just about freaking everything. Yeah. So you just have to ask questions. You just have to be curious. And yeah. so many women are. So I think that's just oh, we're in such good shape. We're going to get there, ladies. We're going to get there. Um, yes. And I encourage like ask the questions because until you do, you're not going to you're not going to feel comfortable. And I don't think that we do anything or we're, we're not excited about anything that we don't fully understand. And I know for me, that was That's a big funny. block. Like, you know, I don't know what those words mean. I don't know what this investing thing is all about. Like, how does it actually work? And so you shy away from those things because you don't understand them. Whereas if someone can, you know, you know, you want to read those definitions, here's a good book that'll just reference that. Or this is, you know, in basic terms, this is how that works. And it was like, I always, I always want to not, it's not that you're not making it an important thing, but you're not, I feel like oftentimes professionals, and, and this happens like when you go to the doctor's office too, sometimes like they throw all this fancy stuff out at you and you're just like, Okay. <laughs> what did right. you just say? What did that just mean? And so if we can just, you know, explain it, this is what it looks like. This is how it works. Um, then it just makes it so much easier to be like, oh yeah, I want to do that. Yeah. That's what yeah. I want. And, and be able to make that choice. It feels like to me from speaking to you the last few times is that you have brought the relationship part of the financials back into it. Yeah. You know, it's not a transactional thing of here's the data, here's the interest, here's what you, you know, the gain loss, the SP 500 or whatever that is. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, it's like, here's the relationship. Right. Yeah. Here's how we take care of humans. And you're right, like, I don't need to know all the details. I don't need to know how to build the car, but I want to understand where the gas is and how the end, like I want to, I can understand the basics because then I can engage in the conversations. I have more comfort participating in my conversations about my life when I understand what is going on. So I love, I, I th thank you for that. From, from one woman to another, thank you. We are in the last, well, less than a hundred days now of the year, in quarter four. I've just gotten done with my accountant going, and here's all my numbers and here's all my things and please go take care of that. Right. And there's part of me that is dealing with the end of the year finances of these are the products I'm launching. These are the new things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. How often do you get to talk to women, couples, um, entrepreneurs, homemakers, like whatever, however you identify? How often do you, is this a good time or do we wait till January to talk about your finances with you? Or do we start like yesterday to yeah. start talking about this with you? I always say we start yesterday and people often say, when should I do this? You know, yeah, yesterday, but often the end of the year is a really good time because, you know, people are, and, and, and other industries will say, oh, you know, people are busy. It's the holiday season, whatever. But, you know, this is a time when we're really focusing on family. We're thinking about, you know, what, what would I do if something happened to a family member? You know, what, what is my game plan? What should we be doing? Maybe throughout the year, you know, they've done taxes or they're looking at their situation. Like, what could we do better next year? This is a great time to identify those things, have the conversation. Um, you know, for, for clients that we may be doing, 
what we call um, a Roth conversion, where we're moving money from a taxable bucket to the non-taxable bucket, this is the only time of year that you should be doing that. So there's a variety of things that this is a good time to assess where things are at. Um, and even if, if you don't make any moves, at least you're, you're ready for what you want to be doing in the new year. And so it's a great time to, to have those conversations and look at where we're at and, you know, where do we want to be? Do we have options before the end of the year to make some of these changes? And so um, I would, I would highly recommend don't let that it's a busy time frame. you know, like, especially for grandparents, I just met with a grandma last week that really wanted to do something intentional for her grandchildren and their future moving forward. And she said, I feel like, you know, you buy gifts and you do all these type of things and, you know, they, they look at it for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, and then they lose interest in those things. And she has some little grandchildren. So they're four and five years old. And she's like, I feel like, you know, I want to do something that is going to benefit them moving forward. And so we looked at some plans that she could put together for her grandchildren and create a bank for them and, and have money there that they could use, you know, in their future. And she thought, this is the way I want to use money and, and to benefit them, you know, and I'll get them a little, a little snack or something now. And really say to the parents, hey, this is what I've created for them. And that's something that will be a generational change. And and that's huge wow. when you think in terms of that. And so it's another good Absolutely. time to look at that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. The gift that keeps on giving in all the great ways. That is oh my goodness. Okay. So I again I could talk to you for another hour. So we may have to just do this 2.0. But I will make sure that there your links are on in the show notes so that people can get a hold of you now and later. And um, I do have to ask you, totally off topic, because this is, it's me. Um, do you have a comfort food? Like when you're like, you know what, today is just rotten. And I have like, anything potato is totally comfort food for me. Tater tots is my favorite. But any kind of potato product, as long as it's real, I do not like mashed, like steak. Do you not, potatoes don't come out of a box, people. I get like potatoes from <laughs> yeah, Idaho. They don't. <laughs> Which I make great mashed potatoes, by the way. But um, do you for eat me, it for comfort food? And do you, no, do you eat your mac and cheese by yourself? Do you bring people in and let them eat with you? Or do you like curl up in a blanket? You're like, I'm having my mac and cheese, bugger off. Um, no, I like to share it. I like to share and eat with others. Um, and especially if they're kind of in the, in that same mode, because um, mm. it's, really good so yeah I that would be my choice <laughs> I love it I love it there's something about sharing your yes it's like sharing the experience this is I love it that's I have to know because if I'm going to come out to California then or if you're over here in Utah then I yes. know what to have for you and we can have celebratory mac and cheese with tops and oh yeah with all the toppings <laughs> I love it Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to play today. And thank you for sharing your genius. My friends who are listening, reach out to this woman. She has got your best interest at heart. She has pain of not knowing and not thinking you have opportunity. And there's nothing quite so scary as thinking that you are trapped into a corruption. So please reach out to Anna. Anna, thank you so much for coming and talking with us today. Thank you for having me. Really Absolutely a thrill. We have been talking today with Anna Felix, the smart money strategist. I mean, how awesome is that sentence? Smart money strategist. 
Um, there, I know there have been several brilliant gems that have been dropped throughout this, and I hope one of them finds its way into your heart and inspires you to take action today. So until I get to see you again, as always, rock on.